Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sergeant K's Corner. I'm Sergeant K, as you might have guessed, and um, today I'm going to be talking about a subject that has hit close to home for me. Um, let me give you a little background. Back on October 1st, I was given the extreme honor, extreme honor, probably the greatest honor of my life, and I, I have many of them, uh, not trying to brag, but just give an example of the fact that I have many of them, um, of being commissioned and ordained as an apostle in the church. Um, since that time, I have lost uh, friends, I have lost uh, support financially for the ministry work that we do. Um, because some folks don't agree and don't believe that uh, today, in our modern times, that anybody can be an apostle because they didn't physically walk with Jesus. Um, and I completely disagree with that. Now, as usual, I'm going to tell you up front. If you disagree with me, that's fine. That That's your business. I don't care. It's my show. It's my life. These are the things that I see in the scripture. Um, I don't twist them. I do research. And uh, I have reasons for believing the things that I believe. Um, I'm a born-again believer. And I make no apology for it. Never have. Never will. Never will. But I disagree with the people who say that there cannot be apostles uh, in the modern-day church. The reason being, the major major reason being, is that we have what's called the five-fold ministry. And most churches talk about the five-fold ministry. And uh, the five-fold ministry is there for a purpose. Uh, it, it, it's how the church is to plant and be moved and grow and uh, believers are to be educated and faith built and the gospel spread. Uh, that's what the fivefold ministry is there for. But I'm going to take you to some scripture. I'm going to go to Ephesians 4, and I'm going to read you some scripture. And then I'll get more into uh, my argument, and we'll go from there with the rest of the show. So I, as always, when I'm going and quoting scripture, I have to put the cheaters on, because, you know, Sergeant K's got a few miles on him. So let's go to Ephesians 4, and I'm going to start... Uh, in the fourth chapter, 11th verse. And he himself, he being God, Jesus, okay, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Um, okay, so it tells us the reason for that, for the equipping of the saints and for the work of the ministry, for the equipping of the saints. And it gives you all five. It gives you the apostle. It gives you the prophet. 
It gives you the evangelist. It gives you the pastor. It gives you the teacher. Five-fold ministry right there in the scripture, okay? And as we know, the Bible doesn't change. God doesn't change. The Bible tells us he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, okay? And this book does not change. I don't care what translation you use. The words of God do not change, just like the word of God does not come back void. Now, if you remember biblically, there was uh, there was a lot of problems when uh, uh, Paul came on the scene as an apostle, okay? And it was primarily from the others because the others had said, well, he, you know, he didn't walk with us. Uh, he didn't spend time uh, with Jesus. Um, and then Paul turns around and writes the majority of the New Testament. And in the church world, the Apostle Paul is considered to be the greatest. Now, notice I call him the Apostle Paul, okay? Because he's the Apostle Paul. Everybody calls him the Apostle Paul. Everybody calls him the Apostle Peter and James and uh, uh, Andrew and Paul and, you know, go down the list. They're apostles. Things don't change. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. So is his word. You know, some of the translations, I'll be honest with you, I don't like some translations. Because some translations tend to change a word here and there that absolutely can change the meaning. I use the, the New King James Version because I believe it to be the most accurate. And it takes out a lot of the these and the thous and the those, and it's not as hard to read as the King James Version, the, the, the direct translation from the, the old world into old English. Um, that's, that's my personal opinion. Um, like I say, I do have problems with some of the translations because I do believe that they change Scripture. Um, however, it's quite clear here in Ephesians 4 that he gave some to be apostles. Every one of those five in the five-fold ministry has a different function. Okay, Think of the apostle as the trailblazer. The apostle is the church planter that goes out and starts the church. And once he gets things going, he brings in the evangelist, and he brings in the prophet, and brings in the pastor and the teacher, and gets everything put together, like Paul did, and then moves to another location and starts the church. They're the trailblazers. The evangelists, they're spreading the gospel of Christ and leading people to Jesus. Okay, And you can't have one without the, the other. The five-fold ministry is the five-fold ministry. So in other words, if apostles didn't exist, that means that evangelists like uh, Billy Graham, my personal favorite, and Ray Comfort, and uh, Reinhard Bunke, you could make an argument then that they don't exist either, that evangelists don't exist. And that would be completely untrue. Completely untrue, folks. And if you look in the New Testament, Paul was always having to defend his apostleship. Now, I told you at the beginning of this, I was commissioned 
and became an apostle. In fact, if you look behind my head right there, you can see my sword. That's something that's given to somebody when they become an apostle. It's not something that I applied for. It's not something I asked for. It's something that, that started in uh, some African nations. And if I'm being honest about it, I wasn't comfortable with it at first. And I talked to my apostle. And I talked to a pastor, a, a, a good friend of mine in Uganda. And, uh, you know, went through some things and, and you know, I was commissioned as an apostle because, frankly, what I do when I'm not doing Sergeant K in the world of ministry is trailblazing, and nobody's ever done it. And we've done several things because of the Lord that nobody's ever done before, and the Lord's been with us every step of the way. To say that Paul was not an apostle because he didn't spend physical time walking around with Jesus would be completely inaccurate because of the fact that the Holy Spirit was with him, and look at how much he wrote. And to be a modern-day apostle, you have to be in the Word. You might not be walking in the footsteps, but the office of apostle still exists. Is any modern-day apostle one of the originals? No. But the office is still there. The office is still there. It has to be because it's part of the fivefold ministry. Okay? And not everybody will be an apostle, just like not everybody will be an evangelist, like not everybody will be a pastor, not everybody will be a teacher, uh, not everybody will be a prophet. Certainly not everybody will be a prophet. Um, God puts different people in different positions for different reasons, and each one of the fivefold ministry serves... A different purpose but as we see here it's for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry the equipping of the saints and the work of the ministry so I'm bringing this up because like I say I've had people who were supposed to be friends people who've said they love me that since I got appointed and commissioned as an apostle have walked away from me don't want anything to do with me. Won't answer phone calls. Won't answer texts. How crazy is that? And that hurts. I'm not going to lie. It hurts. These, these are Christians. These are the people that claim to be as close to me as, as a brother. But I'm not going to justify myself. I'm not going to do what Paul felt he had to do and justify himself every time he writes something or every time he... Uh, uh, said something, I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. How many times do you see that in the scripture? I'm not going to do that. Okay? I am what Jesus ordained me to be. I am what God the Father ordained me to be. And I hear from the Holy Spirit. And I will keep stepping forward in ministry as apostle and if that offends you, open up the book to Ephesians and read it. And if you're still offended, I don't know what to tell you. But see, this is one of the things I brought up about Christians, man. Christians don't sit down and discuss things. Nobody does these days. Everybody walks around angry. But Christians particularly. The fruits of the Spirit, where are they? 
I've already done a program on the, the fruits of the Spirit, and the fact that Christians don't seem to have many of them, some folks, none, but people don't sit down and talk about things. If you disagree with it, if you if you don't believe in a five-fold ministry, I don't know what to tell you, because that tells me you're cherry-picking the Scripture. Okay, and either you believe what's in this book, and you believe what God is doing, or you don't. You can't pick out just your favorite parts and say, okay, that applies. Oh, wait a minute, that doesn't apply. That's like saying that um, murder is a sin, but to cheat on your spouse isn't. That's like the, the argument that they're making nowadays that the, the Bible is outdated and needs to be updated into modern times to be more relevant with society. No, 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 no. God doesn't need to change to be more like us. We need to change to be more like Him. We need to change to be more like Jesus Christ. That's a process called sanctification. When Jesus died on that cross, he took on our sin. We took on his righteousness. That's not a license for you to go out and do whatever you want to do. But it's an avenue for you to be perpetually forgiven so that one day you can stand in front of the Father spotless. I have been commissioned. It was a gift from God. And... Uh, Again, if you disagree with it, that's on you. That's okay. Um, the other aggravating part of it my wife actually brought up. They don't look at the work that we're doing. The work that we're doing in Africa and the number of lives that we have saved, the number of people who have come to Christ through us, the number of children that have been rescued from human trafficking and from certain death, um, yeah, just back two months ago, 108. 108 children were saved from a very drastic malaria outbreak. They didn't bother to look at that. If Holy Spirit wasn't living in us, and if we weren't dedicated to what we're doing, and we weren't serious about uh, uh, doing the Lord's work and, and glorifying the Father and glorifying God, we wouldn't be doing any of what we're doing. The only reason I do... What I do is because of my faith. Know that now. The only reason I do what I do is because of my faith. And one day I will stand in front of the Lord. Not you. Not the people who didn't believe that I was an apostle. None of you. No man. I will stand in front of him and I will give an accounting. And my greatest hope is that I can get a hug from Jesus. That's what I want more than anything. It's what I've always wanted. It's what I've said in the beginning when I first felt called to become a pastor. All I want is a hug. And to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I deal with down times. I have times when when I I have doubt or I get upset with the Lord because his timing isn't on my timing and my sanctification process is still going on and it will be going on until the day he brings me home just as yours is still going on until the day he brings you home but they pulled their support 
And for 17 years, some of them have talked about how great they think that uh, what we do in ministry is and supported it wholeheartedly. But I get promoted in the church and all of a sudden it, it hits a brick wall and it stops. And they stop being my friend and they stop, won't answer my phone calls like I said. Can't do anything about it. Does it hurt? Yes. Can I change it? No. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to keep stepping forward for Jesus. And I hope you do the same thing. So until next time, until next time, this is Sergeant K saying, God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.